to IP over coffee, your weekly coffee break where you will learn about the fun part of intellectual property rights. I'm Alena Kapachova and I am Maria Gomez and we are the host of the podcast. In this coffee break, we will provide you with some tips and tricks about intellectual property rights on top of interesting legal cases. Grab your coffee, tea or drink of preference and let's start. Hi, Elena. How are you today? Hello, Maria. I'm very well. How are you? I'm very happy because we're mixing my two passions, IP and food. <laughs> yes, finally, this awesome topic. Yeah. What are we starting to discuss? With, so with... we are not really going to discuss protection of food. Because it's too broad. We'll go into other episodes. We can make a thesis out of it. <laughs> we're going to talk about the protection of recipes. Yes. Interesting yeah, this topic was actually suggested by one of our listeners, so thank you very much, Tamara, for suggesting this great topic. I think it can help everyone who likes cooking or works in cooking, is a chef, or in the food industry. And wants to share this knowledge with other people. Yes, so if you are in these sectors or you like cooking and food, share it with your friends if they are in the same sector and they like it they like also cooking because it can be useful for them. Yes, exactly. So the question here is very simple. Are recipes protected by copyright law? Well, I think we could even go farther and say, are can be recipes protected by intellectual property rights? Yeah. And the answer is yes, they can be protected. How this protection is and under which figure, that's different. Yes, this is something we are going to discuss today. So it's very common that for especially like content creators nowadays, bloggers, myself with my food uh, <laughs> Instagram account, because I have one, uh, you want if you want to protect your recipes in one way or another, what you can protect is the works of the recipe. So this means the text, the images, or the videos under copyright protection mm -hmm. if they fulfill their requirements to be protected. Yeah, so basically when you're making a delicious uh, dish <laughs> and then making photo of it and share it online, and the photo is... Um, Uh, corresponding to the requirements of the copyright law. Originality. Originality yes. for photos, so it's not copied from anyone else, then it is protected. Yeah, and it also, for example, in Europe, this originality means that you have to make creative decisions of... Yeah, adjusted the light, uh, so it should work <laughs> Yeah, also the background, how you put the mm -hmm. plate, everything. So normally, if you have checked any of these... Uh, Instagram accounts, blogs, mm -hmm. they, we do put a lot of care in the images. And I say we because I have this Instagram <laughs> account and it takes me a lot of time to take a picture yeah. and post it. Also, you edit it later. And also creating in the, uh, the text to accompany. Yes. So that's the thing. You can't protect the text. You can't protect the images. If you make a video, you can protect the video. But you're not really protecting the recipe itself. If someone else wants to create the same dish and remake it in another way or they write the recipe in a different way but it's the same ending result that's not protected so under I copyright want, okay so if i want to uh, make a video how i'm 
uh, making, creating, <laughs> preparing something that I saw the same recipe, the same ingredients and the same process in uh, some fa uh, famous bloggers. Would it be fine or not? Because you are, it would be fine that you're creating your own video. Yes. Mm -hmm. What you can do, and it's always nice, is that you actually say who is uh, the account that you're taking the inspiration from or that you're taking the recipe mm -hmm. from. But the recipe itself is not protected under copyright protection. If you copy and paste the text or you read mm -hmm. the text of this uh, previous uh, blogger, then there there is a there could be a copyright infringement of that text but if uh, but they can, in principle they can't stop me from copying the recipe and making my own content my own videos and pictures exactly and they you create your own content mm -hmm. and then it's fine but there Here is, comes an interesting part there are some options especially for the food industry maybe for restaurants, but especially for those like really big food industry that you can patent recipes or methods of cooking. It's a bit difficult. Well, not a bit. It's difficult because you need to fulfill all the requirements of the patent law. And this way you can protect if anyone copies your recipe in the sense that makes the same final product following the, the steps. Yes, mm -hmm. or the process following the steps of your patent. But for that, you need to fulfill the requirements, which are different per jurisdiction. And this in general is that the subject matter needs to be patentable. Mm -hmm. So in this case, it would be an invention that involves food. So that's the recipe is the invention. Is a, or the process to create the recipe, is a patentable subject matter. It needs to be new, useful in the United States, and... So uh, applicable in the industry, on the industry level. And, and non-obvious. Yes, yeah. in Europe, instead of useful, we mention inventive step... Uh, no, that's... Uh, sorry, non-obvious. And um, industrial applicability. Useful would be yeah. industrial mm -hmm. application. Yes. So basically, you see uh, the same requirements as usual in patent law. And yeah. then, uh, do you have examples of such uh, uh, food patents in yes. the US, for example? We have examples, but I think it's interesting to mention that the most difficult requirements to fulfill here are novelty, because many times your recipe, the best chocolate brownies in the world, <laughs> Are Already not new. Exist. No. <laughs> they exist. <laughs> I make very good brownies, but I'm based in other recipes that they made very good brownies before. Okay. And also the non obvious because or inventive step in Europe. Because um, they should not be obvious for a person working in that industry exactly. to, to, to create and implement the similar process or to create the, the same product. So we know. In, uh, if you like cooking and you're not, you don't even need to be an expert, you know that if you add salt, it's going to be salty, that you add heat, it's going to be cooking, that if you put it in, in a fat, you can fry in the oven. If you increase the temperature, it will go um, bake faster, but less in the inside. If you bake mm -hmm. uh, in the oven with lower temperature, it will keep them moist. You know all these things when you know how to cook. So if your process just has obvious steps, 
then you cannot protect that. So what should you do then? What kind of combination you need to use? It has to be innovative. It has to be disruptive. It has to be non-obvious. So the result will be something that you didn't expect even. It's well, normal, no, you can't expect person. it because you have made research around it. Mm-hmm. But it's something that many of these patterns are not normally made in a kitchen. They're made in a lab. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of investigation behind them. Like, for example, we have the egg substitutes. There are patterns in Europe, in Japan, in Korea, South Korea, uh, in the United States about different egg yolk substitutes or fat substitute that are used because, well, people have allergies and intolerances or maybe diet requirements that they don't want to keep on eating uh, eggs. You can also find other examples of these kind of patterns that are, I really like the ones for chocolate. So I had a look at, for example, reduced fat agglomerate chocolate. That's amazing. (laughs) I prefer chocolate with fat. It's tasty, but I understand there is a need. So the thing is that these patterns need to solve a problem. They are inventions for Mm -hmm. solving a problem. Why uh, companies would like to have such a patent? For multiple reasons. So maybe if they have discovered something that's very disruptive and it's Mm -hmm. a new product that they can use in the industry market, they want that exclusivity. So it makes sense if you want to launch a production of new chocolate uh, type, for example. Yeah, you have this amazing chocolate that it has a specific coat that it doesn't melt in your hands, but it melts perfectly in your tongue. And it's easier to manipulate with the machinery and many things. It's a lot of thinking around. It's not just like, I melt chocolate. I want a patent for this recipe. No, it's much more complicated than that. So have you checked the the patents for uh, the products that you just um, mentioned? Are they owned by specific corporations that are in food industry or by other companies? Normally, they are companies, yes, in the food Mm -hmm. industry. It can happen that maybe for uh, marketing purposes, some uh, companies or inventors or entrepreneurs that have a restaurant, they want to apply for a patent for a specific recipe they have. And many times they put in their marketing um, or in the publicity, they put pan, uh, patent, patent pending. pending. Yes. Yeah, it's more a marketing strategy because maybe they are they never get a patent. And you can actually, if you look for food patents, you find that many were just applications and they were never granted. So they were rejected because they didn't fulfill the requirements of patent. Exactly. It can happen. So when you are applying for a patent for a recipe, you really need to think in advance, is this an invention? Is this subject matter can be patentable? Is this new? Is this useful or using in the industrial application? Is this non-obvious or... Uh, has an inventive step. So all these things have to be ticked before you say, okay, let's go for a patent because a -hmm. patent is expensive and you need a patent attorney. Yeah, so it takes time and extra resources. But but then a patent application is available uh, to check for, by everyone online yes. because you disclose your invention to the public. What if the company wants to keep this, uh, this recipe secret? Yes, and that's a great example of, for example, Coca-Cola, the, their famous mm-hmm. uh, secret formula. Is it a secret nowadays? Well, I have my doubts because you can reverse engineer, which is basically have a 
chemistries, checking the formula, and but this is still everyone, yeah, everyone knows that the Coca-Cola recipe is the secret, the, the most uh, secret uh, recipe in the exactly. world. Exactly, and that's actually very good and can be used also for a marketing strategy, saying mm-hmm. our secret for, secret formula for one hundred years or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, but you need to fulfill all the requirements to keep that formula secret uh, like uh, non-disclosure agreements with your employees you have all these security measures to keep it yeah and here we can also touch uh, this small part of intellectual property law which is also very important um, as trade secrets that's a special regime for intellectual property uh, which is more complicated, I would say, to apply in the company, but still has uh, giving you enough protection for your um, intellectual property. Yeah, it's <laughs> for, a great for your regime in, for invention. Yeah, so for something where you invested a lot and but you want to protect it not by disclosing it. Yeah, I actually think that, for example, for the food industry, for a restaurant, can be a very mm-hmm. good idea to keep their recipes as a trade secret make certain arrangements like non-disclosure agreements with their uh, employees and the personnel so they don't ever publish the the recipe and they keep it within the restaurant because the portions you use or how you use this or that product can make a difference that the reason why your steak is so amazing. So it's always a good option to just not disclose the recipe. Yes, and uh, and the regime of trade secrets is also regulated both in the United States and in Europe. In the United States, it's state law, and you also have the Uniform Trade Secrets Act. And But in Europe, we have the Directive 2016-943, and um, it's, it's, very, it's a very good system to keep the information as a secret. Bear in mind that, for example, for food, for due to food safety law, both in the United States and Europe, and in other jurisdictions too, mm-hmm. you need to disclose by law the list of ingredients of your products and in the order of the biggest or most used ingredient in that product to the list one. To the consumer uh, agency or to some state authorities? So in the in, in the United States is the Food and Drug Administration who regulates this. And in the European Union, I need to check who exactly is. But there are definitely uh, yes. state agencies that control the quality yeah. and safety of the food. Yeah, and later you have control by countries. So if you say that... Um, bread is whole grain bread, you need to actually use whole grain wheat. Mm-hmm. Flour, sorry, <laughs> whole grain flour by law. And this was a change, if I'm not wrong, from 2019 or 2020. So all this regulation is for the consum- uh, consumer protection. So a list of ingredients will not be secret because you need mm-hmm. to disclose it by law. In a restaurant, you should also say the allergens of that yeah yeah that's of that dish so but how you have made that dish can be a secret that's your that's your information that you can keep your secret weapon your (laughs) your competitive advantage so to sum up we can jump into tips and tricks what we can recommend to people who love food yes as much as we are let's go for tips and tricks 
Great. So the first tip and trick I think should be for homemade recipes and for bloggers and content creators. And one thing I would want to highlight here is, do you really want protection for your recipe? Because sometimes you want to protect like the images or the video, Mm -hmm. but you don't want the protection of the recipe. You want people to make the recipe... And to make citation maybe of your work and refer to you as the first person... Or to share it, make it viral. So what you want is people to cook that and try it and say, oh, this recipe is amazing. I'm going to share it with my friends. I'm going to send it Mm -hmm. to my mother. I'm going to send it to my father. You want them to share it. So maybe you are not looking for the protection of the recipe itself. Exactly. And what you can do is investing into marketing of your own brand, mm-hmm. creating uh, creating uh, very creative content, photos, videos. You can make any arrangements and publish creative texts. This is something that uh, would be protected by copyright law and other people cannot... Uh, uh, copy paste without your well if they do if they actually <laughs> copy paste you can uh, request the removal to the platform yeah because would be a copyright infringement so so this least... gives you enough protection already as soon as yes. you create your own unique content exactly for restaurants what tips and tricks do we have for restaurants? So for restaurants, as we mentioned, trade secrets is an amazing tool to keep your secrets in-house. Yes, <laughs> and your recipes. To, and not distribute to, uh, to the public. To do that, you need to invest into some bureaucratic maybe procedures. But as soon as they're in place, yeah. this will work very well. So to, to have good, well-established contracts with your employees, with the non-disclosure agreements, to establish the regime how the trade secrets are kept inside your company so to prevent free copying and disclosure to other parties so exactly for example these internal proceedings that you follow to keep the recipe secret could be that you have the hard copy of the recipe in a safe in the restaurant and only a specific person would have access to that with an obligation not to disclose it to anyone else outside of the company. And if several people work in the same kind of recipe, maybe, for example, if someone is relatively new and is not trustworthy yet, they just know the part they have to do. They don't make, sorry, they don't have to go and learn everything. So it can be interesting that you follow internal policies, you put them in place so they can be followed and you have a trade secret. And then you can use it in your marketing. Yes. Coca-Cola. <laughs> Coca-Cola or, for example, McDonald's and their secret sauce. Hmm. And everyone would be uh, curious to try it out. Yeah, exactly. And the third uh, tips would go to specifically to the food industry. Yes. So the food industry is, is investing in the innovation So in that case, the protection of recipes can be done through the patent system, but if they fulfill all the requirements of patent law. And here, the most difficult ones is novelty and non-obvious or inventive step. If you do fulfill all the requirements, yes, contact a patent attorney because it can be very interesting. But bear in mind that patent protection is limited in time. 
Yes, and after that, anyone can use it for their own benefit. Because you have to disclose that invention to the public that's to get why, the protection. That's why trade secrets for Coca-Cola, by the way, stays then more than 100 years. Yes, exactly. So trade secrets in the industry is another good option. You just need to realize that the reverse engineer exists and people, chemists, uh, even chefs... Can actually review a, a product and then product and uh, go back to the formula. As as a final note, I uh, wanted also to notice that the the importance in creating uh, um, a strong brand would give you much more options than relying on copyright solely on copyright or trade secrets or other protections. So inventing investing in your own. A brand logo or brand name yes. uh, would give you an option of, to, of protection your brand by trademark law, which is very strong and gives you almost indefinite protection. Yes, yeah, so you go renewing your trademark protection and also the brand reputation is so important nowadays in all the markets, yeah. not only food. So if you have a strong brand... Recognizable brand. Exactly. You can actually have longer protection of the products you are selling. It's not just that you protect it under copyrights or trade secrets or patent law, but the consumers will go for your product because they trust your brand and know that's brand. the most powerful yes. way so we have covered a great topic of recipes just in... a small part <laughs> of the great uh, yes. topic of uh, protection of food more episodes to follow yes we will also discuss some interesting topics in food like the food itself or maybe the design of food but it will come in the coming coming episodes episodes for the following seasons Thank you for listening to this episode. We share our notes on our website, ipovercoffee.com. Check it out if you want to learn more. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram as ipovercoffee. By the way, this podcast gives general information and cannot be considered as legal advice. Did you like this episode? Please subscribe and leave your feedback. We would love to hear from you. New episode next Monday.